Hello? Hello? Amy? Jamie? Anybody here? Where is everyone? What's this? It's a note. It's from Jamie. Dear Dan and Amy, I waited for five hours, but nobody showed up, so I told a short story to our listeners instead. Love from Jamie. P.S. Now gone to the gym to get ripped abs. Oh, a short story. I don't really know when he... Uh, short- oh, wait, hang on. I did write one myself. I'll just tell that then. Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. Geek and Ori, Part 2. Masterpiece. My latest work of art is sick. And I don't mean that in the street slang sense. I mean that it is literally sick. Vomit. Spill. Puke. I am not being self-derogatory. People are actually visiting this gallery to come and stare at something I projected from my stomach. I have been paid... Over half a million pounds for something that I threw up onto a one-metre-squared canvas. Art aficionados are lauding praise over me for an unintentional digestive discharge. I am drowning in a cascade of undeserved kudos. Rewind six months. I'm desperate, lonely and depressed. Desperate because the art I'm producing has gradually got worse and worse. Since quitting the booze, I have totally lost my mojo. Lonely, because Genevieve is still not returning my calls. It is only a quick hop across the sea to France, mon petit chou. Yes, great. Spend the whole summer forcing me to quit drinking and then disappear home for three months with not so much as a text. If you've solved all of my problems, how come I'm completely penniless? Thanks a bunch, you psychotic, beautiful, insane art nymph. I'm depressed because, oh man, I need a drink. Let's revisit last year. I'm an upcoming artist working on a series of abstract oil paintings that range from complex and sinister street scenes, captured with frightening clarity, recalled from a series of recurring childhood nightmares during my hypnotherapy sessions. Yes, I've got parental issues, I'm dealing with it. Get off my case! To more shape-based works that focus primarily on texture, and less on real-life entities, the kind of artworks most normal people joke about that look like random colours, lines and splats. This is a period of excitement that I will look back on with fondness. My first piece is on display at the Fensworth Art Centre, and, rather excitingly, a few buyers have already expressed some interest within the first few weeks of the exhibition opening. I have also just been introduced to Genevieve, a woman so strange and alluring that I immediately find myself re-evaluating everything I thought I knew about falling in love. Oh la la! Head over heels. The Thunderbolt. One night of strange, crazy bliss and I'm hooked. Now, fast forward a couple of months. 
In this short space of time, I've somehow morphed into a completely different person. This object to art is changing me in ways I didn't even know were possible. She's got me eating at expensive restaurants I can't really afford, shopping for lavish ornaments that, to me, look like black maple syrup bottles, and watching foreign arts films I really don't understand. I mean, what's the point in having subtitles if the film still makes no sense anyway? Think Mulholland Drive, but in black and white and with less plot. Worst of all, I'm becoming as dry as a bone and far less capable of producing any paintings that warrant any noteworthy attention. They're starting to look like something a school art student might knock up the night before an assignment is due, having put off doing it for months. By the time I realise what's happening, it's too late. We argue, we make up, we argue again. But her work here is done. I'm crumbling. She decides to float back across the pond just like that, leaving me here to contemplate what the hell I'm going to do next. She told me she would call every day. She doesn't even call once. I cry myself to sleep for weeks. <laughs> right now, I'm standing in the gallery within earshot of an ordinary-looking man who, like many people before him today, is standing there stroking his chin, mm. admiring my masterpiece mm. and praising its violent but gorgeous imagery. Mm. I should be pleased. Mm. Annoyingly, all I can think about is Genevieve. She still hasn't collected the last of her things from my flat, instead preferring to drag the whole process out as if to torture me. Of course she had met somebody else. Agamemnon, a tall and eccentric journalist with oversized spectacles and a face like a sharpened pencil. A vegan, obviously. More concerned with destroying artists' reputations than with critiquing their works with any discernible rectitude. I love him for taking Genevieve off my hands. Hurrah, I'm free, let me shake your hand, sir. I also despise him because I can't stand the thought of anybody else having her. The mystery of the human condition. She broke the news to me with her usual insouciance. C'est la fin de Haricot. Although, just what our relationship had to do with baked beans, I don't know. I had an urgent need to recapture what I'd lost. My exuberant, vitriolic sparkle. At some point, I think everybody stops and wonders, just how do artists fuel their creativity? Recreational drugs can get the juices flowing? Uh, not an option for me. There was an incident with a bathtub and a tube of Colgate that I'd rather not talk about. And I suppose a great many people find their inspiration in the form of a muse, be it a beau or wife or husband or dog or whatever. Genevieve could hardly be described as such. She was toxic. I guess many of the greats are just born with an altered perception of the universe, an innate skill to interpret reality in such a way as to uniquely capture the aforementioned human condition, or holy trinity, or bowl of fruit, or whatever, in all its majestic and complicated glory. My own work? Here's the recipe. Take one bottle of your favourite alcoholic beverage and drink to excess. Whiskey's my poison. Neat. Cliché, I know. I guess I never really confirmed this link between my creativeness and my intemperance until she persuaded me to give sobriety a chance. Who could have predicted that eradicating this vice would have such a catastrophic outcome? Yes, I know what you're about to say. There are major health benefits to not drinking, but by God, my sober paintings are abysmal. Who wants to live a longer, healthier life if you can't reach your full potential? I may as well just draw a stick figure on a blank piece of paper with black marker pen. Hell, those cavemen were really onto something by my reckoning. 
I'm watching this guy standing with his crooked nose, almost touching the damn canvas. Mm. Luckily, I've covered it with a coat of lacquer since its inception. The canvas, not the man's nose. And the smell of bile is long gone. Mm. He seems to approve of my large brushstrokes. I nearly go over and correct him. It was my bare hands I used to smear that sickly mess across the painting, spreading it around until the work beneath was completely obscured. Instead, I just laugh. <laughs> he turns to look in my direction, scoffs, and then returns to his reveries. Mm. It's enough to make you sick. Originally, the canvas displayed my worst piece of art yet. Five wavy shapes painted with random strokes across a horrific street scene from my deepest psyche. A desperate attempt to make a drab piece more interesting. By this point, I had no choice in the matter, as the gallery expected me to deliver another piece of work to display as part of a prior arrangement. It was make-or-break time. This was it. If this vile piece of art, this ridiculous square of garbage, was going to make me the laughing stock of the art community, then so be it. Nails nibbled almost down to the bone, I loiter in the gallery that evening until the general public has dispersed, and then set about placing the canvas on the wall, trying everything possible to somehow improve its post-completion, moving it more to the left, then back to the right, even dragging one of the gallery's tall lighting displays closer, just in case I can bring some detail out of the painting that isn't really there. I stare at my terrible disaster piece for an eternity, stare so hard that for a brief moment I actually feel like I'm on the verge of justifying it somehow, of drawing the answer out of it and making some artistic sense of it, but this elusive interpretation keeps slipping away and I'm left with nothing. All the while I fallaciously caress the neck of that small glass bottle in my coat pocket. Here's to the end of my career, a voice echoes all around the empty gallery. Glug, glug. It isn't pretty. Not my finest moment, you might say. After one year sober, what else would you expect after emptying an entire bottle of Jack into my gullet? And the floor of that gallery was certainly not the comfiest place I've ever slept. I wake at the centre of a revolving zoetrope. Blurred images flash past me again and again, gradually slowing enough for me to make out some of the figures surrounding me. Eventually the room slows to a halt, and I find myself encircled by a sizeable congregation, none of whom are paying any notice to me. I see that they're all gawping at something hideous, hanging behind the temporary rope railings. At first it is unclear what could possibly be drawing such a big crowd, especially given the unconscious drunk snoozing on the floor. But it's soon apparent that my slimy work of art is attracting a great deal of attention. By the end of that day, I've made the local press. By the end of the month, I'm a rising star in the art world. After two months, the offers fly in. I settle on a cool 600,000, sold to a private collector in London. And within weeks, it's agreed that the piece will be displayed at a prestigious gallery as part of an exclusive exhibition, along with other modern masterpieces, on loan from some of my less successful contemporaries. Thoughts of Genevieve subside. I experience a warm, fuzzy feeling of deferred gratification. This calls for a celebratory drink. As I leave, I overhear, Wow, look at this one, Mum! This is sick! I snigger. Yes, young child, you're right. Sick indeed. The end.
written by me, Daniel Morgan. Produced by DKM. If you enjoyed this episode of the Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast, then why not check out our website at www.comedygeeksketchpodcast.com and check out all our other episodes. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Why not send us a message or leave us a decent review on your favourite podcatcher? We'll be your best friends. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh, oh my eye! Oh, my trousers fell oh, down again. really hurt. Oh, good God. Jamie! 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 I am on the edge of my seat. I just love meeting up with random people and having a good duck. Stop that. A whole room dedicated to... Nigel Farage. Oh, wow. I'm such a big fan of him. Bam! <laughs> Out of nowhere! <laughs> a meal to break our fast. Hang on. Did you say two for one? Uh... No, no, I gotcha. I completely understand. I'm trying to see the bad points, but I, I just can't think of any. I don't want water. Ah! This is starting to get really embarrassing, to be honest. The Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, Podbean, Radio Public, and most half-decent podcatchers. Who writes this crap?